0: are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. God has a way of prospering you through the Word of God and in your job and in your area of life beyond any measure that you could ever imagine. If you'll believe the way God believes and get the same attitude that Jesus had. That he has come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now the other thing, deceitfulness of riches, lust of other things. Notice, lust of other things entering in chokes the word. See now, none of these things will actually stop the word unless they enter in. So let's be diligent not to let these things enter in and choke the Word of God, the promises of God, of the new covenant, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, we're talking about developing the attitude of Jesus. Go with me to Matthew, the 18th chapter. Now, boy, here's one that it may make your hair stand up like mine. It may take you four days to get it calmed down. (laughs) I'm serious about this, brother. I mean, when I saw this, I didn't have to use any butch wax on my hair for months. Jesus gives some strong language here. Now, there's some things that Jesus has said about forgiveness. Before we read here in the 18th chapter, let me remind you of what he said in Mark's Gospel, 11th chapter, verse 23. Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to the mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, brother, that's good news, isn't it? But now you have to spend some time meditating what he said there. I'm not going to take time to go into that tonight. But the next verse, we leave it off sometimes. And when you stand praying, forgive. Now that's the verse we all love. Isn't that right? Y'all didn't shout about that. (laughs) Well, I think that's the reason I got to thinking about it several years ago. And I said, now I know why most Pentecostals kneel and pray. Jesus said, when you stand praying, forgive. (laughs) Now, we just let that hang there a little bit. Now, I was raised in the Pentecostal church. And I'll tell you what, I've seen a lot of things in Pentecostal circles. I've seen them dance and shout and dance in the spirit. And some of it was real and some of it was flesh. And some of them that jumped the highest and shout the loudest when they hit the ground, they didn't walk straight and be the first to hold a grudge against someone. You still out there? Did you go home? (laughs) Jesus said, When you stand praying, forgive. For if you do not forgive your brother his trespasses, neither will your heavenly father forgive you your trespasses. Now that's serious business. Because when you get in that situation, you're in the devil's territory. Now come with me to Matthew the 18th chapter. You will notice on every occasion, almost without fail, on every occasion that Jesus talked about prayer. He talked about forgiveness. Now let's begin here in verse 19. Matthew 18, 19. Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Oh, Jesus, are you sure about that? Oh, come on now, Lord, surely not. I might could struggle and get by with seven times, but not seventy times seven. That's strong, isn't it? Now listen to what Jesus said. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven like unto a certain king, which would take account of his servant. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay... The Lord commanded him to be sold, his wife, his children, and all that he had in payment be made. And the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, loosed him, and forgave him the debt. Notice, he forgave him the debt. Now, is the debt forgiven? Yes, it's forgiven. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence which is about $17. Now, he's been forgiven of a debt of $10 million. Now, he finds a guy that owes him about $17. He laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet, besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Notice he says again, I forgave thee the debt. Now, I ask you, does he owe the debt? No, the debt is forgiven. He does not owe. The slate is clean. He owes nothing to the man. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. Now I ask you, what was due unto him? It wasn't the ten million dollars, it's already been forgiven. We have the word of God twice out of the man's own mouth. Even after he heard what he had done, he said, I forgave thee the debt. He does not owe the ten million dollars. What he owes now is to forgive the man the way he has been forgiven. That is the debt that he owes. Now listen to Jesus' attitude concerning unforgiveness. The Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors. You have any idea who the tormentors are? See, it was a jailer in that day in the jail. And they whipped them and tormented them with whips with glass embedded in it until they were willing to do what they were supposed to do. Now, here's the punchline. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Now you thought I was joking when I said it may make your hair stand up like mine. Jesus' attitude toward unforgiveness is that if you don't forgive, your heavenly Father can't forgive you, and he is forced to deliver you to the tormentor. Satan demands to have you, and God can't do a thing about it. You are in the devil's territory. You are headed for trouble, disaster, things that will happen, and then many people will say, well, now they were such a good Christian. I just don't understand why God allowed this to happen. God didn't have a thing to do with it. Jesus says himself so will your heavenly Father do unto you. Not that he wants to, but you see, you walk out from under God's provision of protection. And I'm convinced in these last days that you're going to see more of the manifestation of even of God's judgment upon people that are fighting against the gospel of Christ, knowingly doing it. Now, you know, you've got a lot of people doing it ignorantly. But there's going to be some swift judgment come upon people because they knowingly working and fighting against the Holy Ghost. And you're going to see a lot of Christians in bad trouble because they will not obey the Word of God. See, as you approach the end, it must be precept upon precept, line upon line, and not deviate from it. We must develop within our hearts the attitude of Jesus in these last days. Because there are problems coming to this earth. There's darkness on every hand. But folks, I got good news for you. When there's darkness all around, you can walk in the light. God wants us to walk in the light. You see, the world is walking on in darkness. As they come closer to the end of time, they're coming closer to the kingdom of darkness. So their darkness is growing darker. And they don't know what they're stumbling. Destruction is going to come on every hand because they have no light. But you see, in the same time frame, we that are born of the Spirit of God and endeavor to walk in the will of God, as we get closer to the end of time to this triangle of the end we're coming closer to the kingdom of light so the light is growing lighter and our wisdom should be more profound and the light of God should be spread all around you see and we should walk free from these things but you see we must develop the attitude of Jesus we must forgive this is not a suggestion on Jesus part here He tells you exactly what will happen. Satan will demand to have you to sift you as wheat, and then you're out of God's hands. Then don't blame God for what happens. But thank God. Jesus said, I am come, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Praise God. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed as we've taught concerning developing the attitudes of Jesus. Now, this is the last day for the CD offer number 7231. It's entitled, Fighting the Good Fight of Faith. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Well, there is some struggle. and Paul said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. But you know so many people, they're going to fight the devil. They're going to fight this. They're going to fight that. If you're going to fight the devil, you're going to lose. Jesus already fought the devil. He won the battle. He has the victory already. He has already defeated Satan. He's a defeated foe. You just need to enforce his defeat. You don't need to try to fight the devil. You just rest in what Jesus has already accomplished. And he Overcame the world, the flesh, and the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony on the Mount of Temptation. He defeated Satan with three words basically, it is written. And that's all he would say was what God had wrote down. I mean, he just said, if it's written down, that's the way it is. And he quoted the word of God. You need to know that the good fight of faith is a fight that you win. I tell people a lot of times, you know, just read the red and do what he said. If you don't know anything else to do, just get you a red letter edition of the New Testament. Read what's in red and do what he said. Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, shall not doubt his heart, believe what he's saying, will come pass. he shall have whatsoever he saith. He says a lot of other things that will get you on the good fight of faith. That's offer number 7231, entitled, Fighting the Good Fight of Faith. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Caps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.